0: My world is filled with cheer and you. Oh my god. This Christmas lights twinkle all around. Next car, honey, next car. Woo! Thank you! How about we start with a ho 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 from you?
1: I don't know if I have it in me to ho ho ho. I, I can barely he huh, 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 let alone <laughs> let alone a heartfelt ho ho ho. <laughs> Alright,
0: well, happy holidays and a merry sherry must to you all. <laughs> I was so worried for Sherry. When I saw that Michael Rapaport, Rapaport, yeah, had taken over for her, but we'll get to that in a second. Marie Hudson is here, the star of Deja the View has returned. (laughs) Good morning, America.
1: (laughs) It's really great to be back. Thank you, Kevin.
0: This episode was a time where I actually was serious about being like. Maybe we could be in the same place for this one.
1: (laughs) And then, I don't know if you all know this, um, but COVID is also back.
0: She's back. She
1: never left. But this time, she came in like the Grinch down the chimney and said, oh, you thought? Um, So here we are once again on skype
0: yeah here we are once again <laughs> celebrating christmas can't deny you can't pretend santa you're my one
1: <laughs> yeah exactly that
0: yeah so were you following the trials and tribulations of sherry Shepherd's return to the wendy williams show
1: yes i was so i was um somewhat unreachable unavailable my my cell phone was off my beeper was off my fax machine was locked and loaded and um despite all that somehow I did receive news of what was happening with Sherry mostly because I was so looking forward to that um week of her on Wendy Williams and then the like quick turnaround of like oh my god she's not there. Oh my god. Like what this man is telling us that Sherry's have having emergency surgery. It was all a lot to process.
0: Yeah, I honestly don't remember like the order of events of how I found out what happened, but all I know is that I was getting so hyped up for her week of hosting. Mm-hmm. They were they were hyping her up. Yes. Like they clearly really like her there because she's the only host, I think that hasn't had a co-host mm-hmm. that they just like give the show over to for a week without anyone else. And they were labeling it as Mary Sherry mess. <laughs> um, and so I was getting so excited for that. And then I think I saw a deadline article that said Sherry Shepard undergoes emergency appendix surgery, Yeah, which is the same thing that Tracy Mattel just had. Oh it was my like god. Two back to back celebrity appendix removals. Wow. And then the next thing I knew, there's this fucking video of Sherry Shepard in a hospital bed. Haunting. Have you seen this? Yes.
1: Absolutely haunting. And she's just like
0: acting like so yes. nonchalant about it. Yes. like
1: And she was like, I hope to be there tomorrow. I was like, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> Like, you can't be on tape in, like, less than 18 hours. You need to recover.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Like, she only took one day off where Michael rapper rep- report. What yeah. is he from? <laughs> Does anyone know what he's from besides, like, just being on? He,
1: okay. he is, like, one of those people who would, like, be on a lot of, like, sitcoms and stuff in the 90s and early 2000s. He, like, he was on Friends, he played the cop that Phoebe dates who kills a bird, so she breaks up with him because he's, like, an insane person.
0: Oh, don't recall that.
1: <laughs> you don't rep a it
0: Anyways, she bounced back way too quickly. Yeah. She, before she, she then starts posting, like, on her Instagram story, like, pictures of her, like cinched in her dresses <laughs> for being like oh I had to do some alterations in this one because my stomach is swollen oh being god. like and she looks so like trim yeah. in this and she's being like ooh, like <laughs> it doesn't fit because my stomach is swollen oh my god like, she's gone down this rabbit hole of being like addicted to exercising yeah. and then like having body dysmorphia I yeah think, because When she did finally make it to the Wendy show, that was, like, one of the first things she said was, my stomach is swollen. And then the rest of the week, by the end of the week, she was wearing a sexy Mrs. Claus outfit (laughs) in a corset.
1: (laughs) And we're talking, Like, like, we're talking, like, 96 hours after appendicitis emergency appendicitis surgery
0: I'm pretty I don't know exactly where the appendix is but I would imagine a corset would not be the best thing to wear after having it removed
1: yeah I I honestly don't know but it doesn't sound it doesn't sound right
0: like if you want to be sexy Mrs. Claus and you just had your appendix out yeah. and you have legs like that uh-huh. just lead with the legs
1: that is very true the slim you don't leg, need to be- yeah. Put the slim legs out there and let the people enjoy them. Yeah.
0: Although this photo, I wish it's so hard to show you. <laughs> yeah. Photo, she's kicked the leg out. <laughs> like Angelina Jolie. In at least Jolie. one of the photos, <laughs> she's got Jolie it on out. the
1: red carpet. <laughs> yeah.
0: But like good for her I guess like I that this is what I love about her mm-hmm. is that she will get it done and she knows when an opportunity is knocking yeah and if you <laughs> listen to our last episode which I don't know if you did because you weren't getting paid to do so <laughs> um, <laughs> we were talking about how Sherry said that her first ever appearance on The View, she was so pregnant that she had them wheel her to the table in a wheelchair.
1: Oh my god. (laughs) Because
0: she couldn't walk, but she wasn't going to turn down this appearance, and like she did well enough to obviously get hired. So she was like, okay, this is what I have to do.
1: Like, much like Kiki keep a job Palmer, Sherry has that drive of like I will seize this opportunity, and if life tries to like ruin this for me, there's no chance in hell. Like I'm, I'm going through with this. Yeah. Because like any any lesser person would have just bowed out of that whole week of hosting, and it would have been completely acceptable and completely normal, a very normal thing to do. Instead, Sherry was like, "How quickly can I get to the Wendy Williams set?" From the yeah. hospital.
0: <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Like, that's all she was talking about on her first day was just, like, how she had been... Just, like, asked the doctor, like, how soon can I get mm-hmm. there? And asked the wardrobe people, like, can you get me a dress that doesn't show off my swollen stomach? Yeah. she. I was watching, like, an Instagram live that she did where she was talking about the Wendy show and, like, it seems like she, without being disrespectful to Wendy in any way... Mm-hmm. She's like, if she's being very open about like, yes, I would like to have my own show, yeah. And like, she keeps being like, no one could ever replace Wendy. Like, we want Wendy to come back, Mm -hmm. but if someone off, if someone wanted to give me a show,
1: (laughs) if a spinoff were to arise, yeah,
0: (laughs) I'm taking it. Yeah, yeah. I don't actually know what's going on with Wendy anymore. Like, I stopped paying attention when I started to see like. TMZ reports about her being in a wheelchair and having mm. dementia and all these things mm. and I was like I sh- I shouldn't be reading that.
1: Yeah, and it's like it's getting too far off from what uh, the narrative that they're putting out is that like I don't want to read like I don't want to read just like the tabloid gossip that isn't coming from her and her team.
0: Yeah. yeah. But I don't know, yeah, I don't know if there's been that much that has come no, from the there show hasn't. itself. Mm-hmm.
1: There has not. But it,
0: it's such an interesting thing yeah. to just like keep doing the show. But whatever, I don't know. We'll find out eventually what's going on. Yeah. This is our holiday episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's our what third episode this year, <laughs> 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 and it's. <laughs> Time for the holidays <laughs> <laughs> um, the view has been celebrating
1: yes they have
0: they started celebrating they're they're doing they were really into decorating the set this year yeah. they said Thanksgiving set and then as soon as Thanksgiving was over they said Christmas set yeah and they've been uh, doing this thing called the twelve days of holidays. <laughs> Um, which is a very creative title. And <laughs> I've been watching every day. It's been very different than in past years on The View because recently the holidays were a time when tensions would always start to rise on yes. the show. They always seemed like they would start to argue with each other the most. And by with each other, I mean with Megan the yes. most around the holidays. Mm-hmm. But this year it's been very congenial and at the, it's been so nice that at the end of every episode, the show ends with a weird segue into little elves coming out <laughs> in one way or another and giving the audience a special treat. <laughs> and, uh, it's been so nice to see, and something that is just so silly, and I've yeah. just enjoyed it so much.
1: They're like holiday budget is so through the roof this year, and I think it's because (laughs) they took what they didn't use last year, and they just rolled it over and added it to this year's budget, because (laughs) I've never seen them go so hard with every single holiday, and I've never seen like every inch of the set decorated the way it has been for every holiday. They went straight from Sad Girl Autumn, recorded at the Long Pond Studios, (laughs) into Christmas tree farm in the blink of an eye and those little elves must have been working all night to redo the set and it looks incredible
0: yeah those elves had two dance moves and they (laughs) danced the hell out of them
1: they didn't have a choreography budget
0: (laughs) (laughs) but I love that and I love that on the on the last day of the 12 days of holiday it was day 13
1: yes <laughs> surprise
0: and we were also texting about the this segment that they did oh my god on the holiday episode this was so incredible the top gifts for under 50 dollars yeah it was like- which they've done they've done in years past but it was like really good this year yeah
1: it was the co-hosts top gifts under fifty dollars for 2021 and all of the co-hosts went and like presented one or two items that that really resonated with them personally and everyone took the opportunity to really lean into the time they were given (laughs) and many of them (laughs) decided to turn it into a stand-up comedy routine
0: (laughs) for me it was anna navarro introducing the line of candles that she wanted to promote and it was the hesitation (laughs) reading the name as if she had never seen it before saying that gay guy candle (laughs) company
1: it was like the has also the hesitation of like an ally who's like wait am i allowed to say this (laughs) like as if it was a slur (laughs) <laughs> that gay guy candle company, and then there was like three moments of like everyone being like what like there's three moments of silence and then she was like yeah it's really called that <laughs> everyone bursts into laughter and also who doesn't
0: love a funny candle that also smells good <laughs> these are from that Gay Guy Candle Company. Yes, that's what it's called. I don't know why. It's really a shame that they don't do View Your Deal as a group yeah. always because it's so funny when they all do it and they yeah. all do their best as opposed to just like one person doing it. Yeah. I know that like it would never happen, but if they all did it as a group, they would sell so much more garbage yeah. than. <laughs> like they would make so the budget for the show would go up so much
1: it's true like seeing them do it as like a group project was so enriching and fulfilling for me the moment my was my favorite was everyone went through and listed like really fun items we were all having like a great laugh and thinking about the amazing things we would buy our loved ones for under $50. And then it gets to Whoopi. And she's like... <laughs> she's like... So my item is... <laughs> my item is um, a window pick that smashes your window glass so you can escape your car. <laughs> and it doubles as a razor blade. <laughs> and not only is Whoopi saying like... so. In the event of a horrible accident, you can escape your car. While she's saying this, there's also like visuals of like people using it <laughs> to like break the glass and escape. And like someone
0: slicing the seatbelt off. Slicing the
1: seatbelt off. Someone's car plummeting into the lake, smashing <laughs> the window. It was like the hardest pivot from the gay guy at candle company to Luffy <laughs> being like. This amazing life-saving tool is under $50. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It was really good. It's carried by firefighters, EMTs, police officers, first responders, and now you all. Yeah. Have you seen that Whoopi has also been on Instagram? She's been posting about how there's a CBD gummy company that's, Using her name yes. to sell weed gummies. Yes. And she keeps being like, if you see this, stay away. Yeah.
1: One thing Whoopi cares about is like she cares about how people spend their money. And she's like, don't waste your money on this because it's it's not backed by me. Spend it on the <laughs> on the under fifty dollar razor blade ice pick.
0: <laughs> it's like, you can get this wrapping paper and you can print a picture of your dog. Yeah. Isn't that fun? <laughs> Okay, so this is a window pick, and, and it's also got a razor blade. You, you never know when you might need this.
1: That was literally, that was literally like, the pivot. Uh, all really um, great gifts and really, really useful gifts, and the, the wrapping paper with Sarah's face on it, where it says mom and her face is the O, is just as crucial to me. As the ice pick that will save your life, yeah.
0: They're both equally (laughs) life-saving.
1: Well,
0: also, during the holiday episode, we had our annual visit from Darlene Love, but this year it came with yet another dark-sided twist, (laughs) because they got me, gal, (laughs) Um, (laughs) said her band member. Yeah because someone in her band tested positive mm-hmm. and because she was a close contact she couldn't come to the show to perform. Yeah. Yet again I don't know the title of the song. Christmas <laughs> baby, baby Please, come, please home? come Home or Christmas parentheses Baby Please Come Home.
1: I think it's Christmas parentheses Baby. Baby one more time. Close the parentheses. <laughs> Please come home. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. So that was sad because this was supposed to be her big return I know. because she couldn't come last year for COVID. And you know, I don't want to complain, but, but was like Justin Guarini or someone <gasps> not available last minute? Justin Guarini? <laughs> <laughs> I. What's insane is I was just trying to name a Broadway actor. And you
1: thought... (laughs) That was where my mind went. World-renowned Tony winner, Tamara Gray. (laughs) (laughs) But... But, yeah.
0: but wasn't there anyone just, like, in New York that could have just came and But sang that's the it thing, I don't think... Could have... It
1: wouldn't be the same, Kevin, because then it would be a whole new thing, and then they'd be breaking the tradition. So I think, like, some Darlene was better than no Darlene in, yeah, from their Darlene, point of view.
0: Yeah, Darlene could have been like, I couldn't be there to sing it, yeah but that's why I'm gonna welcome Justin Guarini. Yeah, or,
1: like, Tori Kelly.
0: But, I mean, Tori Kelly... Oh, actually, I'm not so sure. I was going to say, like, she might be a hard last minute get, but
1: mm.
0: then again, I don't know mm. what she's really been up to.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> I have a little bit of a conspiracy theory about the Darlene love the interview. So they were like, Darlene couldn't be here, but we have Darlene on video and they're like, hey, Darlene. Like, we're so happy that you're here with us, but it's too bad that you can't join us in studio. Like, explain to us what happened. And then she, like, answers the question, presumably. She
0: she was reading off a script, though. And,
1: yeah, so here's my theory. The way that, like, the video ends, I'm like, she was never talking to them live. That whole thing was, like, a pre-recorded video from start to finish (laughs) that someone in the (sighs) control room just hit play, and they acted, like, as if it was, like, a virtual interview, it was not. It was literally just her, like, reading a script to camera for four minutes, and then they, like, played this montage of all of her, like, best performances.
0: It definitely had the vibe of, like, there was a gun to her head, (laughs) and she had to read the script or else.
1: It was just weird that they weren't like, okay, Darlene, we'll see you next year, and she wasn't like, bye, y'all. She was just like... And now here's a video of my most loved moments mm-hmm. on the view. You know. Well, you
0: you might be on to something, or we just destroyed someone who worked, worked so, so hard, hard to produce on that getting interview. that live. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. someone
1: who like was hooking up with the Wi-Fi at her hotel and like working their ass off. Yeah. I
0: wasn't crazy, also, about like just doing a montage of the past performances. Yeah, but in a pinch you know you gotta do what you gotta Mm do what I thought was really funny is when I looked on Facebook to see if people had anything to say about Darlene actually the reason I was looking is because I was looking to see if Darlene had anything to say (laughs) on Facebook (laughs) because I remember from a few years ago she like was someone was trashing the view and she was like hey they they pay for my meals (laughs) they pay for my band
1: yes i remember she's like they pay for all of my backup singers transportation they pay for my hair and makeup yeah yeah
0: (laughs) um but yeah i didn't see her saying anything other than like oh sorry i couldn't be there uh but i did a lot of people on facebook were fooled by this uh montage they thought it was live (laughs) um or like, like some of,
1: how did they get Megan to sing backup vocals again? <laughs>
0: that's the thing. And some of them thought it was just a pre-recorded performance. Okay. Um, so Sharon said, "Thank you, darling. Love. Oh my God. Now Christmas can come. I enjoy listening to you sing that song. Sorry that it wasn't live. But stay healthy and see you next year. Okay. It was not. <laughs> it was live not live. Because Correct. it was a montage. <laughs> Correct." Christine said, As I grow older, my personal traditions have gone by the wayside for various reasons, but watching Darlene Love sing Baby, Please Come Home and Jay Thomas Tell His Lone Ranger Story was a tradition I thought I would lose when David Letterman retired. Lo and behold, the view picked up and ran with Darlene Love and her signature song, Thank you so much. I was weeping as I recorded oh this performance once again to watch several times between now and the new year, only slightly less enjoyable than the live version. Thank you. <laughs> like,
1: if you had recorded and watched all of the other years past performances, <laughs> you would have realized what you were looking at <laughs> was a montage yeah.
0: of those. And then... uh Susan said, very disappointed, waited all year to hear her sing live. And then Gloria tried to correct her and said she did sing the song live from her home. The show was pre-recorded.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> I First um. of all, I wasn't aware that there were like so many people who were just holding on by a thread all year waiting to hear Darlene Love sing baby christmas baby please come home and that her not singing it was like absolutely destroying them
0: yeah (laughs) well i'm those people (laughs) (laughs) this made me laugh linda said i was sad that it wasn't live the old shots were okay but they covered darlene up with family shots of staff I wait all year to see and hear her.
1: (laughs) 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 Emphasis on (laughs) see. Oh my God.
0: So we are going to, we're going to talk about Candace Cameron Bure's latest Hallmark movie Mm -hmm. in this episode. But I just wanted to quickly touch on a couple things of note as we haven't talked about The View in a while Mm -hmm. and I know you've been very how shall I, how should I say uh, (laughs) absent from the podcast.
1: (laughs) I wanted to give you the opportunity to miss me. (laughs) Yeah. So
0: The View has been like auditioning all of these co-hosts and they've all been conservative-ish women Mm -hmm. and Sean and I, like, talked on our last episode about, like, some of them that have stuck out a bit, but for the first time, they brought someone back for a callback, (gasps) and that person was the very first person that they had host the show this season, and that was Mia Love. Right. So, does that mean that Mia Love is who they had their eye on? Well, because it's Mia not love. Mia not-,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mia not loving it. To me, it sounds like they're giving it another whirl and possibly they here's the thing. I feel like it would have made more sense to bring her back, like not close to the holiday season to see what the ratings would be like on like normal view, not like premiere view. You know, because everyone's watching, like, the first couple of weeks. So if they had brought her back not so close to the end, I feel like it would have made more sense because now more people are watching again. So it's like we still Mm -hmm. don't have a good scale of whether people are watching for her or what.
0: I just don't, I don't know. I, I don't mind them having her back, but I hope that's not who they're going with because as much as she seemed like a very, like, smart and capable person of like speaking on a variety of mm-hmm. things like it's a bit boring <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> um <laughs> the only there's another person i don't know if you got a chance to see because i know you just returned to the real world yeah. <laughs> but they also had um this woman named amanda carpenter okay. on and she's been on the show before and like that was the first person where i felt like Maybe then, because I had I remembered her from the past and she had this like air of desperation about her that the other co-hosts just did not have, with the exception of like Tara Setmeyer, who I would say was extremely desperate when she was on. (laughs) But Amanda Carpenter, there was something like so unhinged about her where she wanted the women to like her so badly Uh She, she would interject on anything, like, whether it was her forte or not. So if, like, I think there was a point where Sarah, I don't know, Sarah said something stupid, and then Whoopi or someone was like, you're drunk, Sarah. Mm-hmm. And then Amanda, like, just started yelling, like, Sarah, drinking at oh the office! <laughs> like, just, like, trying so hard yeah. to be like, I'm having fun with the gals, too. Yeah. Um, and it just did not go over well. But then there was this other thing that she kept doing where, like, Someone would say something, and she would be like, "I agree with that." By the way, oh my god! By the way, I agree. Like just to be like, that's right.
1: Yeah, I have an opinion. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But just being like, just so everyone knows exactly where I stand on everything so that you feel more prepared to give me this position. (laughs) You know exactly where I stand on everything. I don't know. So I was kind of intrigued by her. And I think if any, I don't think any of the people they've auditioned are worthy of the job at all. And I don't think this is the direction that they should be going anyway of having like these boring conservatives. but. Um, if anyone's coming back for round two, I feel like it should be her (laughs) because I was having fun with it. Yeah.
1: Like, well, that's the thing about the meal Love thing is like, I just, I want them to go in a different direction. I don't, I don't want them to pick a Republican.
0: Yeah. They also had two guest hosts that weren't conservatives to my knowledge. Mm -hmm. They had America Ferreira on for just one day when the rest of them have all gotten two days. So um, does that mean she was just there for fun? and then they also had laverne cox on for one day but unfortunately on the laverne cox day it was like quite a slow news day like they only could talk about sex in the city
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah like that's what's funny is like it feels like they were like oh you guys want us to try non-conservatives people on the left like okay fine (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let's give these people a couple of days and then, like, go right back to the Republican, like, um, mm-hmm. just, like, running through the same list of Republican people.
0: Yeah. But I know you watched The Return of Abby. Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God. Your eyes lit up like a thousand suns. I was
1: positively enchanted at the mere thought of Abby going back. And then seeing Abby back... It felt like she was, like, a brand new woman.
0: She looked like a trillion bucks. (laughs) She actually actually kind of reminded me of... I'm watching Mad Men Um, right now, and she was very Megan from Mad Men.
1: Yeah, I see it.
0: In terms of, like, high beauty. Yeah. And just being, like, chic and thin. (laughs) (laughs) And she just seemed to, like, really be back with a mission to be, like yep, I'm happy and I'm in a good place. And what I thought was interesting is uh, she was talking about how, like, she had been open about the reason that she left, kind Mm -hmm. of, and said that there were, like, executives there that were pushing her in directions that she didn't want to go and blah, blah, blah. But then she was like, most of those executives are gone now, though.
1: The vibe of her going back was, like, it was very, like going to like an ex's like like it was like going to like an ex's like baby shower or wedding or something and like being like I'm so mature and like hot and I have all my shit together and I'm like I'm also like gracious and happy for you it was like very that type of power move it also was it was kind of like to me the energy that I was receiving from Abby was the energy of Jennifer Garner having to drive like Jennifer beautiful Jennifer Garner her life completely together lives on a huge farm owns multiple companies having to drive Ben Affleck to rehab out of the kindness of her heart it reminded me energy wise of that
0: yeah like what you were saying first it was very like she was dating this guy and then He ended up cheating on her and getting someone else pregnant, Mm -hmm. and then she realized that he was not the guy for her, but then she showed up at the baby shower looking hot anyway. Yeah,
1: and brought, like, (laughs) a really expensive gift.
0: Yes, (laughs) yes, exactly. The Best Thing You Never Had by Beyonce, like, it was that, that part. It was...
1: Yeah, it was, I bet you think about me, tipped by Taylor Swift, directed by Blake Lively. It was that, yeah.
0: yeah because now, like, God, we would be so oh lucky to God. have someone like Abby. Oh my God, yeah. No one, no one they've auditioned could hold a candle to the charisma of Miss Abby. That's Huntsman. what blew
1: me away was like the charisma that she brought back upon her return. Even in the still photographs that the View posted on the View's Instagram, it was like radiating off of her this like incredible confidence and energy that was not there before. And I was like, "You are a whole new person."
0: Yeah, there was a moment where Joy said something like shady. Mm-hmm. They were talking about something, and Joy made a joke to say, like, Abby was problematic Mm -hmm. or something. And Abby didn't even have a comeback, but she just gave Joy a look and, like, leaned in. Whoa. Like, with this confidence of, like, I'm not afraid of you, Joy (laughs) Bayar. And there was also this part where Joy, she said, the panel's perfect now. Yeah, but I don't know if she meant like now that you and Megan are gone or what, but either way, it was shady.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I really like did not expect to feel that way about Abby's return, but it felt like a really comfortable hug.
0: Yeah, I just it's crazy how like they didn't do an audition process on TV with Abby. They just threw her in there and we were like, what is this? Who is this Mm -hmm. woman? And then now I'm like,
1: now I'm like, I would, you'll never I find would,
0: another one yeah. like her. <laughs> what? There'll never be another the one. one that
1: got away by Katy Perry. Yeah.
0: Okay. On a completely different note, we have a voice memo that's been in our DMS that I've been meaning to answer and I'm going to play it now. Hi, Deja the View. This is Paul, longtime listener and engager on Twitter and Insta, but first time voice noter. Uh, I just wanted to ask, and this isn't directly related to anything recent, but Megan's unfollowing of the Twitter account, at least, I don't know if she follows the Insta or ever did or anything like that, seemed to have kind of freed you guys up to be a bit more candid about maybe your feelings towards her. I just, I guess I wanted to hear your thoughts on like Megan unfollowing and were you upset and are you ultimately happy that she unfollowed and. Yeah, really enjoy the show, really enjoy you guys. Thank you for the content and have a great day. Well, thank Thank you for being a longtime follower and engager, Paul. And thank you for this question because this is a good Mm -hmm. question and I am happy to have an opportunity to address this. But it all depends because this is actually a part of the internal strife at Deja the View (laughs) headquarters.
1: That's true because (laughs) Because I think that... I think that not, I think all three of us, and I mean you, me, and Sean, would answer this so- slightly differently.
0: Yeah. My personal thing is like, for a long time now, I have felt very bad <laughs> when we tweet things that are not so nice. Mm-hmm. I always feel bad. It doesn't mean that I never tweet anything shady, yeah. but I would definitely think... Yes, Yeah. <laughs> when she unfollowed us, it opened up a floodgate.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for me, my answer, and I'm not the person who ha- tweeted the um, any, any Megan-related content, but my opinion of it was always, like, I didn't want to be mean, but I do think that there's a difference between being mean and merely pointing things out that are facts. And then... When she unfollowed, it definitely, it felt like her unfollowing and also her being kind of a different person also kind of all happened at the same time. It felt like a natural reaction to then be more outspoken about it on the Twitter account.
0: It's a a thing we have a lot of conference calls, a lot of long 12-hour meetings about, and uh, we all have different philosophies Mm -hmm. on it. But I definitely am happy she unfollowed us. Yes. And I don't think we've tweeted about her in a while. And I think that's a good thing.
1: I felt relief. Like, I felt like a weight off of our shoulders when we got the unfollow, to be completely honest. Yeah,
0: I I didn't want her to unfollow. And that's, like, part of why I would be like, oh, like, don't say that. She's going to unfollow. Yeah. But then once she did unfollow... I was like, okay, now she's out of my life. Yeah. Like, and I feel and I like to leave all of my like negative comments on the podcast generally because I know that like they could listen to right. it, but if they are listening to it, it's they it's more like they know what they've gotten into. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like they know if I'm to turn on this podcast, I might get XYZ, whereas like
1: Yeah, like I might hear something I don't want to hear.
0: Whereas like when you just tweet something, like people start tagging yeah. them in the tweets yeah. and blah blah blah. Yeah. But in general, like I haven't paid that much attention to Megan no. since like besides her book, I really like don't I don't look at her Twitter. I know today, like something came up on my feed or she was like getting mad at Bet Midler. But now that she's not on the view, like I don't have the space yeah. for her, her bullshit anymore i'm glad i'm glad it's over <laughs> i am glad it's over i definitely think the view is like at risk of becoming boring mm. but i think they'll figure i think they'll it it figure
1: out. it uh, out as long as they're still selling wrapping paper with sarah's face on it and Whoopi is selling razor blades <laughs> like, yeah
0: oh but this is the big question now is now that Omicorn mm. is sweeping the nation and so many things are getting shut mm. down, I you have to wonder if the view is going to yeah. come I'm back. I'm actually like, like,
1: I was quite surprised that they were continuing in person for so long into December. And I'm a little bit nervous to see what will happen in January.
0: I definitely did not... Like know what the deal was with this variant until about Thursday. <laughs> yeah
1: well it did kind of like explode and just like kind of went full contagion starring Kate Winslet in a way that like previously it had seemed like slightly more uh, I had a more of a grasp on things <laughs> than this came and it was like yeah. every second person that I know was suddenly under the weather
0: exactly yeah because like when the delta variant became a thing we were all talking about Mm -hmm. it but like it didn't i didn't personally see like a huge impact like in terms of like people i know are like oh i got the delta but this this one it's like everyone i know has COVID. (laughs) so i that's why this one like suddenly i was like oh this is this one's a little different Uh, A lot different, yeah. So, like, I have to wonder if they're gonna come back, Mm -hmm. and if they do come back, I'm sure they won't have an audience, and if they even come back at all. Like, I hope it makes me so sad to think about. I know. Like, I don't even want to think about it until it happens. It's
1: like, did you see that, like, SNL had to, like, pull half oh, of the crew yeah. and the cast and then charlie xcx Sh- wasn't even allowed to perform
0: yeah that's why like did, did i see
1: yeah like, like that was i was like crossing
0: off the days on the calendar yeah and i know that was watched insane
1: SNL. that it was like it was like four hours before the start of the show she's like can't wait to see you all and me and and um christine and caroline have a really special performance prepared for you guys. And then, like, three hours before the show. So I'm actually not allowed to perform.
0: <laughs> yeah. Soul it's crushing. Darlene moment. Love. All it was over Darlene
1: again. Love all over again, except instead of having a pre recorded montage, all she got to do was be in, like, the pre recorded skit. It
0: was so fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so deeply hurt by it.
1: It's like. That's who you had to cut, like because I literally
0: cut anything but that.
1: Like, yeah. Anyway, that's what my worry is. Is like, if SNL is pulling Charlie XCX, then the View is about to start pulling people as well.
0: Who should they pull first? Just kidding.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Before we talk about Candace's movie, did you notice that they had a segment on the View that was like? Um, discussing the psychology behind why people like Christmas movies. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you brought
0: that up.
1: But what it kind of turned into was just, like, them talking about if they like Christmas movies or not. And then they were, like, kind of... I mean, they were indirectly talking about Candace's Christmas movies without mentioning her by name because Sunny was like, I love Christmas movies, and the plot is always, like, a businesswoman who has to go on a trip right before Christmas and ends up stranded in a small town and has to save Christmas for the town. And I was like, You're, you've literally just described three of Candace's movies.
0: Yeah, I know. So, like
1: let's, like, let's just say it. Let's say who we're talking about here.
0: I know. Like, let's, if we're going to go there, let's go there girls go there yeah i read i was looking on the facebook page for that one too and someone wrote i do enjoy watching some hallmark movies but most are unrealistic annoying and overly cheesy i am getting tired of romance hallmark movies what happened to good and funny christmas movies like call me claus Whoopi goldberg the holiday kate wilson
1: from the holidays
0: <laughs> last holiday, Queen Latifah, Tim True. Allen's Christmas movie, and Home Alone. Well, mm. she's got a point.
1: Yeah, she did make a point. I do love um Kate Wilson's The Holiday. <laughs> yeah. And I do love Last Christmas, Queen Latifa. So um I can't disagree with her on that.
0: Yeah. While you were gone. Listeners what you don't know because the editing is so seamless in this podcast is Marie just took a little break and while you were gone I googled Christmas trivia would you like me to ask you some questions that I just found I
1: would would love for you to ask me
0: my Google home just said stop I don't understand
1: (laughs) that's what the listeners are saying to us right now that's so scary (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, okay first question in home alone Mm -hmm. where are the McAllisters going on vacation when they leave kevin behind
1: i want to say california
0: wrong it's paris
1: i was gonna say paris and then i was like that doesn't make sense because i remembered her I remembered Katherine O'Hara getting a drive back, but maybe I'm thinking of the second movie.
0: Well, I think she had a long journey back. Like I don't <laughs> think it was a direct flight.
1: A drive across the Atlantic. It took
0: her a whole movie to get back. So.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. So how well do you know the Grinch? Because in the Christmas movie, how the Grinch stole Christmas, the Grinch was described with three words. What are they?
1: Uh, uh, mean. Green, and um, mean. Green, and full of
0: seam. <laughs> Close. The correct answer was stink, stank, stunk. Stink, stank, spunk.
1: If if someone asks you, like, Nate, three words to describe someone, and the three words that you come up with are stink, stank, stunk, you know that that person, that person's whole life is just absolute garbage. <laughs>
0: Stay away from that Stay person.
1: Stay away from that person.
0: Okay, well, what about It's a Wonderful Life? What happens in It's a Wonderful Life every time a bell rang?
1: Oh, my God. This is a movie that I avoid like the plague. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's stink, stank, stunk. It's
1: stink, stank, stunk. And I just feel like it's like a downer, and it would always be on TV, and I was like, I want Home Alone, I want Queen Latifah's last Last holiday, I want Kate Wilson's The Holiday, I don't want It's a Wonderful Life. So I don't know, so I'm just going to guess that it's like, he goes back in time. <laughs> it's
0: an angel gets I its don't, wings.
1: I don't know the movie, Kevin. <laughs> Every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. Never seen it. Sorry, sorry to that (laughs) man. Sorry to that angel.
0: Okay, last question: In Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol,
1: Mm -hmm. I've heard of it.
0: it, The it doesn't the Muppets version or whatever version you prefer. Mm -hmm. What was the first name of Scrooge?
1: Ebenezer. Ebenezer. Yes! Yes. Uh, (laughs) I know my Christmas Carol.
0: Okay, well, and now on to another, uh, what's sure to be a Christmas classic.
1: (laughs) Joining the ranks of It's a Wonderful Life and the Christmas Carol is...
0: We've put it off for long enough, but... We did gather today to once again discuss Candace Cameron Bure's latest Hallmark Christmas movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what is mind-boggling to me is this is actually the fifth one that we watched. Yes. <laughs> since 2016 or whatever.
1: We have watched Switched for Christmas, A Chew a Dick Christmas, <laughs> Christmas Town, and now... Oh, and and um, what was last year's? Uh, a
0: Christmas. Fuck! It was a Christmas. Oh,
1: it was um, it was the Dorothy one. It was um. If I only had Christmas. Christmas. How could we not remember a title like that? Really sticks with you.
0: That one was creative. In some ways, if I only had Christmas,
1: yeah. And now we get the Christmas contest.
0: Yeah, and the Christmas contest which stars Candace Cameron Bure and her Fuller House co-star slash love interest, John Brotherton, mm. is mm-hmm. her 10th Christmas movie, I believe. Wow. So it's a, a milestone year for her <laughs> as both a producer and actress. And... I didn't watch as much press for it this year because Debbie Matenopoulos wasn't involved.
1: I would say there was significantly less press for this <laughs> one, which you would is kind of shocking that it's her 10th.
0: Yeah. But I did read her say in an interview that the this movie was it was. It goes out to all of the Fuller House fans who had wanted her and her co-star, John Brotherton, who I, I forget his name on the Fuller House, who wanted them to get together. Because in the end, she doesn't end up with him. Oh. She ends up with Steve, the neighbor, oh, the guy from yes. the original.
1: An interesting thing about this movie is that her mother in this movie is played by a woman named Barbara Niven, who which probably me and three people probably clocked this. Um, Barbara Niven was in a movie called A Perfect Ending about 10 years ago. And if someone were to say, like, Marie, you've seen a lot of lesbian movies, like high budget, low budget, everything in between. What is the worst one you've ever seen? I would tell you A Perfect Ending starring Barbara Niven. It's, like, shot on someone's, like, personal camcorder. There's very little plot and very little script. But the premise is um, Barbara Niven plays like a MILF divorcee who is like trying to like get her groove back and hires like a sex worker and then falls in love with her and becomes obsessed with her. Mm. (laughs) That's what I said. (laughs) It's very bad, but I was like, this is probably the closest that Candace has ever been to someone who played a lesbian.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say a real actress. A
1: real actress. <laughs> <laughs> to a real actress, yeah. Um so that was like a little that was an easter egg. Yeah. For me.
0: I guess like what I would say as my review for this is I know we say this every year, but I do think they get worse every year, yes. and I think this was the worst one and it was by far the least plot and yes. ever and i think like it if the movie had been relying on the chemistry between john brotherton and candace mm-hmm. then that would have been fine but mm-hmm. it actually was more so a matter of like that was it's almost like they had like this script written down on a notepad and then they were like this is terrible but maybe if we could get John to do it, yeah. then we could make it work. That's actually And it then
1: is. it's like he completely like misread what the character was supposed to be <laughs> and made him the most obnoxious, unlikable, least charming man to ever grace the Hallmark movie screen. <laughs> so the premise of the movie, for those of you who haven't yet um, wasted 90 minutes of your life watching it and who never will, is that... Candace Surprise Surprise is a businesswoman <laughs> who loves her job
0: vaguely a businesswoman
1: vaguely vaguely a COO yeah. they are trying to mix it up by throwing new titles at her and hoping that we also don't know what it means <laughs> um so she's the COO of a company her name is Lara and the premise is that her ex-fiancee, played by the Fuller House man, is a former um, professional baseball player who now lives in the same town as her and he owns a gym and he's a very obnoxious person. He is not very, he's not a very nice person. So they have to, they somehow find themselves both in a Christmas bake-off Type of competition TV show in order to win prize money Candace has entered the competition to win prize money to save her mother's <laughs> it's, it doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. her mother works at a senior's home the senior's home roof is leaking <laughs> Candace Candace needs to, needs that money to fix that roof
0: even though she is a CEO COO at <laughs> a company that will not be named and she is a workaholic
1: yes but also um,
0: in this competition first of all it's a local like TV show i think yes, right it's like like CP24 or whatever that it's yeah. called and, no yeah. what is it In in Ontario, like
1: it's like a it's like a city TV, like it's like if your local channel was putting on this competition and they decided to cast it a day before it was (laughs) starting. Okay, so so yeah, so the premise is like so it's like we could just jump right into it because it's like it doesn't make any sense. She's a C U U U. He's a former baseball player. And they just—they're in this co- this TV show competition, and so in order to enter the competition, she has to come up with like a name for her team, and she like tells her mom like I'm thinking of c- calling myself Noelle It All, <laughs> or or Slay the competition, and I'm like, well, Slay the competition's kind of fucking stupid, so I hope you pick Noelle It All. Next scene, she's like, and my name will be Slay the Competition. <laughs> <laughs> so for some unexplained reason, they all have to, like, pick these, like, names for their teams. And the names that her and her fellow competitors pick are Santa's Little Health, which is presumably the the person who is Santa's Little Health is, like, kind of, like, hippy-dippy, is, like, the vibe there's Winter's Wonderland, which is the her ex, the baseball player, because his last name is Winter. There's Slay the Competition, which we've covered. There's Rebel Without a Clause. <laughs> and there's Special Snowflake. That's so those, the
0: one that I was trying to think of.
1: Special Snowflake. So it's like every, every so it's like they are the competitors, but, but it, then they can get a team to assist them.
0: Is Special Snowflake Is that supposed to be a dig at Snowflakes?
1: Yeah, like regardless of how you want to look at it, it was it to me (laughs) didn't rub me the right way. I didn't like it. I feel like it was supposed to be a dig because also the girl whose team was Special Snowflake was like Eeyore.
0: Mm. Yeah,
1: (laughs) definitely giving Eeyore. Yeah. So it's like so the whole movie is like. Sometimes it's a show within the movie where like they'll they'll, you know like when you're watching like a reality show and they do like interviews with the people. They kept like cutting that into the movie but it wasn't really a regular occurrence so it would just like once in a while it would come up and they'd be like doing these interviews.
0: Yeah like confessionals almost.
1: Confessionals that's the word. But for me the whole thing felt like so of all of her movies this felt like it was so soulless Mm -hmm. and like so hollow and like no one who worked on it was experiencing joy
0: while they were working on it yeah like I so I watched it a couple weeks ago and I watched it and I just I had it on kind of like background and I just remember being like whoa I don't think I retained any of that and then I watched (laughs) it a second time and I still was like This time paying attention and I was just like, I don't think that that was a movie. Like, I don't think like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, it just was so empty and just like, it just really had nothing to offer. And that's a low bar because they, none of them ever have anything to offer except for the one that had Gene Smart to offer.
1: Yeah. I was gonna (laughs) say. It's like the thing about these movies is with Christmas Town and the Jean Smart Shua a Dick Christmas and um, Switch for Christmas even and Christmas Detour. It's like they you had can tell that they had a gimmick, they had camp, and you can tell that there was like at some point someone was like having fun doing what they what they were doing. Mm-hmm. But with this one, it felt like. They weren't even real people, and it was, like, 2D cardboard cutouts of Candace Cameron Bure and Fuller House Guy, and they were just, like, going from scene to scene, trying not to burst into tears.
0: The only person who was having fun was that gay elf that showed up for 30 <laughs> seconds, three quarters of the way through the movie, to cause some drama and then leave. Yeah,
1: yes. <laughs> so, like, the... The concept of the movie is like okay, well they these exes are like in this competition together, and then maybe they'll get back together, and then oh that they're gonna get money to like save the seniors home. So it's like it's very like straightforward and exactly what you would think. But along the way, there are a couple of characters who leave an impact and one of them is this gay elf. This happens very late in the movie, but honestly up until that point, like n- there's nothing worth mentioning. <laughs> so, yeah. Candace and the guy are like at a Christmas market and they're eating um they're eating like I guess they're like chimney chimney ice cream cones, but it looks like a flashlight with like ice cream <laughs> poured into it. And they're like eating these flashlight ice creams. And Candace, it's called like, a special takes...
0: snowflake. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Candace takes her spoon and takes like all of his ice cream and plops it on her flashlight and is like, "Sorry, old habits die hard." <laughs> <laughs> and then they like go to see Santa at this Christmas market and they both go in to kiss Santa Claus, which like I didn't know was a thing that adults th- did as a normal thing so they both like lean in to kiss santa claus and then accidentally end up kissing each other and someone snaps a photo and i can't remember if the gay elf if it was prior to this moment or immediately before this happened that he like saw them together and was like oh my god the the christmas contest enemies dating (laughs) alert the press (laughs) And then there's this photo of them kissing and the next scene is like her mom calling her being like you have to look at like the the news and she like goes to like the the news website and it's like the photo of her kissing and she's like it's all over the gossip blogs and then she goes <laughs> to this website that is like supposed to be like Hollywood Life or something <laughs> Perez Hilton and it's like the photo of them kissing like we're We're supposed to imagine that in this world, a COO of a random company in, like, middle of nowhere and an ex-baseball player (laughs) would be front page of Perez Hilton.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. On the Elf's personal blog.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And, like, that was truly the highlight Mm -hmm. because there was, like, a moment of drama, like, a moment of fun gossip happening. So they both, like, start to ha- start to get lost in the sauce and start to, like, be like, oh, my God, are we falling in love? And, like, they're acting crazy and everyone's aware of it. And he tells her, he's, like, tells her that she needs to quit her job so that he- they can open up, um, like, a sports camp or something together. And she, like, fully, like, drunk on, fully dickmatized, just... Drunk yeah. on this concept of them being in love, goes and quits her job, and um, she says something really kuka kaka insano when she's quitting her job. So like when they were talking, he was like, and she was like, "I can't quit my job. You're crazy." He's like, "Let's just burn some bridges and let the flames light the way." And she's like, "I can't do that." Next scene, she's like quitting her job. <laughs>
0: well, and I she's did it. like,
1: she's like, you know what? I just want to burn some bridges and let the flames light the way fully lost in the sauce. Like in so deep.
0: Don't do it, girl. Don't do it. (laughs) I did it.
1: (laughs) Well, I got it. (laughs) Unemployment. Um, So after that happens and she like snaps and is like, I'm going to let the flames light the way. Then he of course is like, you know what? I think that we were moving too fast. And like, I was just caught up in the moment and we shouldn't do that. Well, buddy, she just quit and is burning the bridges. So now she looks like an idiot. And so there's like this drama of like, Oh no, he hurt her again. (laughs) And it's Christmas and they're not going to win the contest. And then like somehow it, it, they all work. They, they work it all out. Something
0: happens in the final round of the contest Where they have to decorate a Christmas tree, and (laughs) one of them has an upside down Christmas tree, I think. Something like
1: that. He makes her, as like a to show his love for her, he decorates his team's tree by putting it upside down, which they never really explain what the significance of that is, but it's also decorated with little framed photos of them together.
0: Yes, and I also heard Candace say that an Easter egg for the fans is that those were actually all photos of them on Fuller House.
1: Wow. That's so that special. that truly
0: was all they had going yeah. for them in this. Yeah. <laughs> this definitely will be the least that we have ever had to say about yeah. a Candace movie. and. I don't know if maybe we should stop doing this. Like, five like, you is know probably what? enough. I think
1: we need to just assess, like, Candace, if you give us something that's worth talking about next year, we'll <laughs> talk about it. But if you don't deliver, guess what? We're going to dig up that Mia Kirshner Hallmark movie, and we're going to fucking talk about that. We're going to do
0: the... <laughs> <laughs> whoopee whoopee we're gonna talk movie. about
1: we're gonna talk about call me claws yeah how about that How
0: about that next year
1: yeah honestly i think like i'm not we can't waste our breath on another bad candace movie yeah we we didn't know how good we had it with christmastown i was making fun <laughs> of christmastown and her little broken angel and now oh. oh my god i would give anything to revisit christmastown starring um the aunt from sabrina the teenage witch yeah, pretty
0: much all of these movies have had some element of magic. Yeah, and this movie did not have any magic.
1: No magic. Like, even, not a single instance. Like
0: even the Wizard of Oz one, it still had an element of magic because you were yeah. like trying to figure out who the characters represented from the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Uh, Christmas Town had magic because the town. Was magic, and because the dad was like using the angel ornament yes. to talk to her, and yeah, uh, and
1: they were like in purgatory.
0: <laughs> yeah, Switch for Christmas yeah. had twins, which is inherently <laughs> magic.
1: <laughs> and obvious, like Shoe Addicts Christmas, the entire thing was like, "Oh, Jean Smart is doing magic."
0: Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. That's true. I think that's what was seriously lacking. And there was like, there was just was, it was devoid of any joy and any magic. And we, I didn't know how much we needed that. Um, This was definitely the least that I had to say. Um, But I did like, and typically I take like so many notes and I'm like writing down all of these little quips and funny little jokes that come to me. I had nothing. The only thing that I wrote down was a quote that occurs, like, early in the movie, in the first um, round of the competition that they're doing. It's a cake decorating round. And (laughs) Candace decorates this huge oversized Christmas log. And then at the very end, right before they call time, she slips and, like, smashes into it and, like, breaks the Christmas log. And she says... I slipped on a cum drop. This is the most humiliating moment of my life. <laughs> so so that was what I wrote down from the whole movie. It makes me wonder if Candace just is not putting her heart and soul into these movies anymore. <laughs> this movie was was reading like as if like this is a movie someone would make when they're over it.
0: Yeah, and if this is you as a producer, then yeah. you're not inspired anymore.
1: Exactly. That's exactly my point. So that's why I feel like next year, in fairness, we watch the movie, and then at that point, we evaluate if it's even worth mentioning. If it's not worth mentioning, guess what? There's an entire yeah. back catalog of Jenny McCarthy, <laughs> Santa Claus movies that we could talk about instead.
0: Really? Yeah. Yeah. Is she in the Tim Allen one?
1: No, but she's in this like weird, it's on YouTube. Oh. She's like in a couple of like weird made for TV Christmas movies. Okay,
0: Yeah, I'm very okay to just call it. We did five years of yeah. <laughs> Candace movies. I think it's time to maybe dip into the whoopee. Movies yeah. into the jenny mccarthy movies or what, whatever else we can find i bet you sh- yeah. actually i know sherry has at least one christmas movie so mm-hmm. yeah you just kind of move on but also if we're gonna move on we should rank them like definitively the five. Oh, so yes we have in no particular order we had if i only had christmas uh christmas town shoe addicts christmas Mm -hmm. switched her christmas and the christmas contest so i think it's safe to say the christmas contest is fifth place for the worst absolute
1: worst bottom of the barrel then for number four my personal number four would be if i only had christmas
0: yeah you're probably right but it's close. It's closely tied with uh, switched for Christmas. Yes. Yes. Which means in second place, mm-hmm. we would have if we would have a uh, Christmas town.
1: And this is where we d- this is where I could be swayed either way. If Christmas town, <laughs> let me say this, if Christmas town had had the aunt from Sabrina and Gene Smart, Oof. that would take that would take it. That would absolutely take it. <laughs> yeah. But at this point in my life, I do think that Gene Smart might edge out the Sabrina ant. So yeah, Christmas town number two.
0: Yeah, so the number one is a shoe addict's Christmas. Because it had <laughs> it had magic, it had great it had- actresses. It had yes. shoes, Candace's personal shoe collection. Yes. Brought something personal into it. You mm-hmm. know, that's mm-hmm. ins- that's inspiration. <laughs> that's how you stay connected spiritually to your work. Yes. It's by bringing in your material possessions. Yeah. <laughs> I think, like, yeah. also, if Debbie's not going to be covering it anymore, then why are we covering it? <laughs>
1: That's a great point, if Debbie moved on and isn't looking back, then what are we doing with their with their eyes in the rear view?
0: <laughs> yeah, like maybe we should start our own skincare line featuring <laughs> products from Greek family cooking
1: <laughs> there's nothing there's absolutely nothing stopping us, yeah, I have to say, guys, you know every year I'm like. <laughs> I'm every year, guys. I'm like, if you listen, if you if you want to have some fun, watch the movie, you know, but you don't need to because we're giving it to you straight. This year, I have to say point blank, guys, don't watch the movie. Don't watch the movie. If you have the choice between the entire Whoopi Goldberg catalog, Last Holiday starring Queen Latifah, Uh, The Holiday starring (laughs) Kate Wilson. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, it's a, it's a beautiful life. <laughs> it's, a, it's a wonderful life. I got to say this movie's not winning
0: yeah. guys. Guys, Just watch guys I got to
1: say, guys, this is not the movie for you. <laughs> and if you saw this movie, here's what I will say. If you saw this movie and you were like, this was actually my favorite of all of them. I want to know why. And you can drop me me personally. You can leave me personally a voice memo yeah. explaining to me why this was your favorite movie. Yeah.
0: If if anyone is still listening <laughs> and you watched this or you want to give us your ranking of the yeah. Candace movies, a voice memo would be a great place to do so. And mm-hmm. we will get back to you in <laughs>
1: February. <laughs> in three to four business weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I I got to say this was not the movie. This was not it. And I'm I'm very um was
0: not it, Christine.
1: I I feel <laughs> I feel slightly betrayed by Candace for this one. Um if I only had Christmas had some redeeming qualities that this just did not have.
0: Yeah. Maybe it's time to stop coming up to Canada. Guys. Guys,
1: <laughs> I think it's over, guys. <laughs> pack up the fish ice and go home
0: yeah and get out of saskatoon (laughs) that's not how people talk in the prairie as far as i know okay well any i don't know anything else you should say before we go it's nice being back on the pod with you
1: it's always great to hop on the hot mic
0: love being on yeah (laughs) i hope everyone has a very happy holiday i hope that everyone at the view stays safe and healthy Mm -hmm. and i'm so scared for what the new year will bring but yes it is what it is you know gosh
1: to quote one of um my all-time favorite christmas songs i'm so excited i'm so excited um and i just can't hide it Um."
0: (laughs) i know i know (laughs)
1: but I'm also scared mm-hmm. and so I hope that everyone stays safe and I hope that we are just surprised and delighted by what The mm-hmm. View comes back with in January
0: yeah yes I hope everyone has a wonderful holiday and thank you for listening to us over the years and today <laughs> from that note everyone have a great day and take a little time to enjoy
1: a safety tool that both breaks your windshield <laughs> and slices your seat belt off hit it abby